This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI. Jim Crisco is here. He's an AMI content development specialist joining us from Edmonton. Hey, good morning, Jim. Good morning, Dave. So, Jim, lots going on out there in the western region of the country. We'll begin in Manitoba, specifically Winkler, getting some upgrades to a facility to make it more inclusive. So what facility is getting the facelift? Uh, the facility, Dave, is, is the, uh, the Centennial Arena in Winkler. And uh, so it's a, it's an arena that I believe is over 50 years old. Um, I think about 56 years old, uh, close to it. So what they're finally doing is um, they're they're redoing it, or they're 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 putting some infrastructure money into it in order to make it far more accessible uh, for folks. And uh, and so it's some big improvements coming to the arena, and it's going to be great for the community for everyone. Everyone's going to be able to enjoy it. So a chunk of this is coming from the federal infrastructure bank, but what are some of the upgrades that are going to be uh, laid out here into the facility? Uh, what they're looking for or looking at is uh, inclusive washrooms and lobbies, uh, modern inclusive change facilities, uh, new concessions and food services and multi-use spaces, and sledge hockey, dasher boards, and benches. So they're really doing a nice uh, retrofit on this. They're really making this uh, this arena. I, I think they're giving it, you know, many, many more years of, of extra life out of uh, what they're doing. Yeah, it makes sense to, in terms of creating uh, the the proper boards for for multi use multi use sports that are more inclusive. Either they whether they be ramped uh, ramped down from the benches or other points of access onto the ice. And as you say, you've got to make sure you're fixing up the change rooms and washrooms and all that stuff as well. If you're going to say our facility is here for dis- athletes with disabilities, then the whole arena better be for people with disabilities as well. Jim, let's uh, jump That's over it. to a different story in Alberta, where local photographers' work has made the cover of the current issue of Canadian Geographic magazine. So let's start with the photographer, Michael Lenauer. Absolutely. Michael Lenauer is from Lethbridge, Alberta. And, and uh, uh, he was, uh, the explanation of how he got this photo is really interesting as well. He was in Waterton, uh, Akima, uh, Akamina, Akamina Lake, sorry, in Waterton. And Waterton Lakes, by the way, if you've ever had a chance to go down there or haven't yet and want to in your travel, uh, it, you probably will never never see more wildlife in a national park than in Waterton. I've saw, uh, you know, I've seen. I was there for a few days camping and probably saw seven bears in that time. It was just amazing. So, uh, so anyhow, he was out, went out one early morning for a walk, uh, and heard some splashing near him, and there was a uh, a, a cow moose and a calf uh, just off to his to his to the side. And he was in a great spot and, and took some amazing pictures. And I, I, I saw the, the, um, the cover photo that actually ended up getting used for Canadian Geographic. And it honestly is amazing. It looks like almost like they posed for this photo, uh, you know, looking at him and the camera. But yet it was an extremely natural, beautiful setting. Uh, they're standing in water and there's, you know, just a slight fog around them. You, you almost couldn't create a better uh, scenario than that. It sounds like a real snippet of Canadiana 
of of meese of meese or mooses playing around <laughs> in the water surrounded by fog. I'm curious what the significance is of this picture being chosen and the process that goes in to getting a picture like this on the cover of Canadian Geographic. Well, it's it's very uh, very interesting because you can submit photos to Canadian Geographic, and uh, and they get sort of. I guess judged and and looked at by folks and they you know people vote on them etc and and it, it initially people started to say you know what you should put this they do a calendar every year this should go in the calendar uh, it would be a, a beautiful calendar photo and then sort of momentum built because it's such a nice photo and it went into being considered for the cover and it ended up being chosen as a cover so uh, it sounded like it was a very sort of organic thing where people started to view the photo really like it uh, the interaction of of the folks that were sort of voting on the photo and seeing the photo uh, drew, put it into pot, you know, uh, obviously increased its popularity. So um, so it's really cool. Uh, uh, Michael himself does not consider himself a, a professional photographer. He he considers himself a hobbyist uh, and an amateur. And so um, so it was thrilling for him. But the the other thing, too, uh, before we uh, sort of leave the story uh, that there's two reasons why I really found it interesting. One is um, Michael also has uh, a form of color blindness. So he typically does not see the colors the same way when he's taking the photo as the colors actually turn out. He has a, a, a corrective lens that he can put on where he can see the colors more properly. And, and uh, you know, then he, he can do some color correction, et cetera. Um, and the other thing is too, his motivation for taking the photos is he likes to provide photos for people who uh, potentially can't get out to these areas to see the wildlife or to see whatever he's uh, photographing. And uh, and so he likes people to be able to live vicariously through his photos. So I thought that's a really, really nice, uh, mm. uh, great, great reason to get into photography. Yeah, for noted indoorsmen like me as opposed to outdoorsmen <laughs> like you. Uh, Jim, I, I can't say that telling me you saw seven bears is much of a sales pitch for me visiting this neck of the woods in Alberta, <laughs> but tell me a bit more about it and, and why, why it's a place that, that has drawn you in and draws in so many people who do like the outdoors. Well, the thing about uh, Waterton is it's, it's actually kind of a dead end. In, in southern Alberta, you, you you drive all the way down to it, but you can't really go through it. You can't go down to the U.S. necessarily through Waterton. So because of that, there's a lot less traffic. It's people who go there, it's the destination to go there. Um, and that's why the interaction with wildlife is a lot closer. For instance, on the one trip that we saw, there was a, 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 a grizzly bear with two cubs that was you know, 200 yards maybe off the side of the road where folks are taking pictures at a safe distance. Uh, and as we were taking pictures of the grizzly, a black bear walked through everyone to get down to that part of the the, the road as well. Uh, there's this that many um, animals and there's that much wildlife. But uh, Waterton is, 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 I think, fairly unique because it's, it doesn't have a lot of through traffic. It's just a, a destination People go, they enjoy, they hike, they, you can, at the time that I was there, you could boat across the water uh, on a, on a tour boat 
and they take you to the American side over the, the border and you'd get a little presenta presentation from uh, American park rangers and then you'd come back. But they've since stopped that because of, um, you know, the different border rules and such now. <laughs> yeah, just have people <laughs> casually crossing the border willy-nilly on a boat these days. Yeah, the border <laughs> patrol's a little bit, little bit tighter on those fronts. Hey, Jim, thank you for bringing us these stories. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. Have a great week. That's Jim Crisco, a content development specialist for AMI based out in Western Canada. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.